48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. The main suspect in the Christchurch mosque attack makes his first court appearance. Hong Kong optometrists say they're trying to reduce, reduce costs for elderly patients as the government proposes a spending cap. And the health chief defends a decision to kill a stowaway dog that arrived in the SAR from Thailand. The main suspect in the shootings at two mosques in New Zealand, which left 49 people dead, has appeared in court in Christchurch. Inquiries are continuing into whether two other people arrested were involved in the attacks. None had a criminal record. From Christchurch, the BBC's Howell Griffith reports. Wearing a white prison gown and handcuffs in the dock, 28-year-old Brenton Tarrant appeared in court amid tight security. No members of the public were allowed inside. Armed police patrolled the court steps. He has been charged with one count of murder. The court heard more are expected to follow. He will remain in custody until a hearing next month. Earlier, New Zealand's Prime Minister faced reporters and revealed that five guns had been used in the shootings, including two semi-automatic weapons. She has already pledged to reform the country's gun controls. In a press conference in Christchurch this morning, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, commended the police for their quick response to the shootings. The individual charged was in custody 36 minutes from receiving the first call. The offender was mobile. There were two other firearms in the vehicle that the offender was in, and it absolutely was his intention to continue with his attack. In local news, the president of the Hong Kong Society for Professional Optometrists, Vincent Ng, says it's unfair for the government to target only eye doctors as it limits how elderly people spend their medical vouchers. The government wants to cap spending on eye care at $2,000 every two years. Dr Ng says his sector is looking at ways to better monitor doctors, including separating the cost of glasses from spending on treatment. At least in our uh, society, we are going to uh, discuss how to give the, some kind of proposal or give any, any possible uh, way to uh, regulate the use of he- healthcare voucher in uh, optometry services. It's possible to, to so-called separate the, the uh, classes or spectacle uh, from the uh, eye examination to separate them. This is uh, one of the possible ways uh, because that will be uh, the, give the product the images of the optometrist should concentrate on the eye examination and private eye care role rather than just uh, on the product. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, stressed that the cap isn't intended to punish optometrists. She says the priority is ensuring elderly people can afford to meet all their health needs through vouchers. The government do not want the uh, elders to spend uh, their elderly health voucher on a particular service because if we look at the uh, figures or the health status of our elders in Hong Kong, in fact, the burden of uh, chronic diseases is uh, very heavy. And so, therefore, we would like to provide a more education to the elderly so that they can uh, better use uh, or more effective use of their elderly health voucher in particular for um, chronic disease prevention as well as chronic disease management. And Professor Chan says concerns about public health and the threat of rabies were behind a decision to kill a dog that arrived in Hong Kong on a cargo ship from Thailand. Animal lovers were outraged at the news that the dog, which is thought to have boarded the vessel by accident, was put to sleep soon after it was found. But Professor Chan said agricultural fisheries and conservation department officials were following procedure. 
they cannot actually cannot find uh, any identification, you know, from the dog, and therefore they have to balance uh, on the one hand to protect the public uh, in terms of public health uh, because they are actually very uh, worried about uh, rabies, and so therefore uh, it is uh, important that uh, they have these uh, measures to protect public health. On the other hand, I know there are uh, people who would like to know whether uh, how they deal with uh, the body. Whoever can prove that they are the owner, they can actually uh, contact uh, AFCD to uh, work with them on the procedures. Locally, a 49-year-old truck driver has died after a crash in Taipo last night. Police say the driver lost control of his vehicle on Tolo Highway, hitting a curb before being struck by another truck at about 9.30pm. He was declared dead in Alice Ho Mewling Nethersole Hospital less than an hour later. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Donald Trump has used his presidential veto power for the first time since taking office to block a move by Congress to reverse his declaration of national emergency on the border with Mexico. Surrounded by security officials in the White House, Mr Trump said a resolution passed by the Senate on Thursday would have put Americans in grave danger. There haven't been too many that are a bigger emergency than we have right at our own border. Consistent with the law and the legislative process designed by our founders, today I am vetoing this resolution. Congress has the freedom to pass this resolution, and I have the duty to veto it, and I'm very proud to veto it. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the government will revoke or deny visas to international criminal court personnel who try to investigate or prosecute alleged abuses by U.S. forces in Afghanistan or elsewhere. The BBC's Anna Holligan reports. Mike Pompeo's decision is designed to thwart any attempt to identify suspects and bring them to justice. The US said the visa restrictions could also be used to deter efforts by the court to pursue America's allies, including Israelis, without their consent. Mr Pompeo accused the court of attacking America's rule of law and said the Trump administration was prepared to impose sanctions if the court didn't change its course. The ICC has responded, saying it will carry on its work undeterred. 170 countries gathered in Nairobi to address the environmental impact of plastics have agreed to reduce single-use plastic products over the next decade. The resolution is a compromise watered down from the initial proposal to phase out single-use plastics within five years. The BBC's Anne Soy reports from Nairobi. Plastics are choking marine life, with more than 8 million tons entering the oceans each year. But finding consensus was a huge task at the Environment Assembly in Nairobi. Some wanted radical solutions, like banning single-use plastics by 2025. But others, like the United States, objected to that proposal. In the end, delegates agreed to adopt non-binding resolutions, including reducing marine litter, microplastics and single-use plastic products. To sport now, and with a look ahead to this weekend's action in the English Premier League, here's the BBC's John Bennett. It's been a record-equalling week for English clubs in the Champions League. 
For the first time in a decade, four Premier League sides will be in the quarterfinals. But now it's back to the title race and the battle for the top four and this weekend the FA Cup. Liverpool can go back to the top of the table if they beat struggling Fulham. They'll have huge confidence after a dominating win over Bayern Munich on Wednesday. Fulham, meanwhile, are destined to be relegated to the Championship. They've lost nine of their last ten Premier League matches. Liverpool's rivals Manchester City take a break from the title race as they continue to chase a quadruple of trophies with an FA Cup quarter-final away to second-tier Swansea City. Manchester United also have the last four of the FA Cup in their sights but they have a tougher challenge away to Wolverhampton Wanderers. In the race to qualify for next season's Champions League, Chelsea have a big game away to Everton. Maurizio Sarri's side are three points off the top four, but they do have a game in hand on their rivals. At the other end of the table, Burnley are just two points above the relegation zone going into their home match against Leicester City. Newcastle would be nine points clear of the bottom three if they beat Bournemouth away from home. And rock bottom Huddersfield travel to West Ham looking for only their fourth victory of the season. State media is reporting that China's football authorities have launched a bid to host the Asian Cup in 2023. The country last hosted the competition in 2004. China hopes hosting the tournament can serve as a warm-up for a future World Cup bid. It faces competition from South Korea. Meanwhile, former Italy captain Fabio Cannavaro has been named as China's national coach for this month's China Cup tournament. He will continue to manage Guangzhou Evergrande. China's previous manager, fellow Italian Marcello Lippi, will serve as consultant. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The main suspect in the Christchurch mosque attack makes his first court appearance. Hong Kong optometrists say they're trying to reduce costs for elderly patients as the government proposes a spending cap. And the health chief defends a decision to kill a stowaway dog that arrived in the SAR from Thailand. That's the news from RTHK. Radio 3. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3pm. This week we have a new sampling of hot new tracks from the four corners of the planet. With new sounds, international cooperations, blendings and mashups from Africa and its diaspora, the Americas, South and North, to Europe and more. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And our first new hit takes us to London with one of the biggest names in the Afrobeat scene of London, Afro B. His name says it all. Of course, it's Afro for the first word and initial B for the second word. He's got this hot new track on the charts at the moment. It's off his coming Afro Wave 2 mixtape and it's called Drogba. Yep, it's his tribute to the former Ivorian footballer Didier Drogba. And he's also made a contest out of this thanks to his video, which was shot in Paris and in New York. Uh, in it, he's got his Afrobeat dancers, all female, behind him, and they're doing a mix of the shaku, the aquaba, and other dance moves. People are answering at the hashtag Drogba Challenge uh, site, and uh, apparently none other than Didier Drogba himself put a answer to the quiz. So it's dance all the way in English and uh, a few other 
Ivorian languages, so here's Afro B and Drogba, Joanna. 